Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It'll be the baby. Make state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark the jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. Don't talk with Erica, man. Talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that Yes. Yes. Hey, 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 party people. We are back in the house. Welcome to another Dope Discussions with Erica and Gator. Yes. 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 I, 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 I I feel like I need to get something off my chest right quick. Go ahead. I, I just need to, you know, is, is is this thing on? Is this on? Okay, 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 cool, cool. All right, so the whole week I've been listening to all of these people in the media, all these sports people talking about Green Bay. Green <laughs> Bay. Oh, the Saints are gonna get massacred. Oh, the Saints can't play at home because of the hurricane. Oh, Green Bay gonna stomp New Orleans. Putting my who that nation under the foot. Then the Suckadiers fans on Thursday night come from out of nowhere talking about, oh, see, that's how you win a game. That's how you beat a real team. The Dallas Cowboys is a real team. Sorry, sorry. The Dallas Cowgirls are a real team. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Right, but, but but I heard that the chirping, 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 everybody chirping today. Oh yeah, y'all gonna be sad after this game. It's gonna be a blowout. Oh yes, it's gonna be a blowout. All right, it definitely was a blowout. They kept talking. What y'all gonna do? Y'all don't have breezes. Y'all don't have breezes. Well, verily, verily, I say unto you in the <laughs> Who That Nation, we didn't have to worry about that because we got a defense. And you know what? It was a blowout. Thirty-eight to three. Jameis Winston threw five, <laughs> five touchdowns in but his But see, what day. had happened was. Exactly. What had <laughs> happened was they got their bus whooped. And I, you know what? I should have bet money on this game because I had people like, you going to bet on your team? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I just got some funds. I was trying to Uber up my funds. But you know what? I got bragging rights tomorrow. I will be in the building, and I will be proudly sporting my Florida Lee. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. Welcome to the virtual congregation. (laughs) So, all together now, who that? Who Who that? that? 
Who, Who that say, say they gonna beat them Saints? Not Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. <laughs> yes, we are back in the building. I am so glad to happy to be here. Very happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Considering last Sunday, you know, I became a ghost on my own show. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, yes. what is going on? But it was cool looking. It looked like some some like Blair Witch Project <laughs> type stuff. You yes. know, so yeah, yeah. But it was cool looking. <laughs> yes. So I have learned my lesson. I will not underestimate any hurricane named after a woman ever again. <laughs> I asked I asked Erica before the show. I said, Are we still doing the show? Don't you know they got a hurricane coming? Oh, that ain't gonna be no the little storm ain't or what? Okay. Yeah. And I uh, did right. the same thing for Katrina. I did the same right. thing for Katrina. I don't know what's wrong with me. They <laughs> <laughs> say you better leave the boys. Alone. Oh, we have a Cowboys fan. Oh Lord, in the building. <laughs> <laughs> we got a Cowboys fan. Who's that, Tony? That <laughs> looks like it. Oh Lord, <laughs> I feel sorry for you, Dak. <laughs> I love Dak, but yeah. Y'all Thank you, Ursula. Thank you. Yes, I am excited. It is. Look at Leopardicious. Yes. <laughs> so we are back in the house. We have a great topic for y'all today, and we have an awesome special guest. He's no stranger to the Dope Discussion Studio. Our boy Derek Jones from the Relationship Gumbo is backstage. And today we are going to be talking about ooh, ooh, ooh. Are we living in a trigger happy? society pew 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 man <laughs> with the quickness within in the blink of an eye one word is uttered you have shots coming from all types of different directions yes we are living in a trigger happy society because you know our our finger is always on that trigger ready mm -hmm. to pull it so definitely we, I mean, especially in the day and age of social media, when all you have to do is post something, blow it up, and then walk off the stage. Right, right, exactly. You got a lot of keyboard warriors out there, mm -hmm. and they take advantage of that distance, too. They've been social distance, distancing way before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. They've been putting those shots out there, hoping and knowing that nobody can respond. But, yeah, it's an epidemic in itself. Yes. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring our boy out. He's already backstage doing his stretches, you know, oh, getting yeah. himself together because he's getting ready. He ready. Look at That's him. right. Here I am. <laughs> got my purple, my purple lights for the show and everything. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Purple rain. This feels purple like home. Rain. I just I need a couch with a chase with a chase lounge thing on the side because I like my naps. <laughs> Yes. Right. <laughs> With a baby tiger like walking by it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our family is in the house. Everybody, this is our boy Derek Jones from the Dope I'm from the Relationship Gumbo Podcast. He's no stranger, but I want him to go ahead and introduce himself again for all of you newcomers who don't who's not familiar with us, me and Gator, who's not familiar with um Derek. Go ahead, Derek. Take the floor. Tell the people who you are. I, I feel like I need Gator's voice for this, though. So, <laughs> um, Look, hey, everybody. My name is Derek stage. Jones. I'm a certified life and relationship coach. 
And I'm also the host of the Relationship Gumbo podcast every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And um, I just like helping people get to the nitty gritty of why they're getting stuck and trying to figure out this relationship thing. And and uh, and I and I get down to the I get to the white meat, help you figure it out and send you on your way so you can have a better trajectory for your life. So I'm going to leave it there. Let's go. I'm ready for these triggers tonight. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I reached out to Derek, I knew he was going to be the perfect person for us to have this conversation with because he triggers a lot of people on his show. (laughs) If you ever in one of his live shows and you're in the comments, you're going to see people saying, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Oh, oh, I'm triggered. Are you in my business? (laughs) Yep. So we're going to get it started. First of all, I just want to say that the word triggered, it seems to have become like a mainstream buzzword. You see a lot of people saying it now. You hear a lot of people saying it now. And we just want to kind of dig into where did it even originate from? Who started it? Where did it come from? And how did it become you know, so popular for us to just say it in, in casual conversation. So what you think about that, fellas? Um, I'm going to say, I don't know. I, I feel like it's always been there, right? Like if you're like a, a therapist or a doctor, they've always used these words. I think now that we have access to more information, we can YouTube stuff. People are finally finding a way to give these things names. And then they just run with it. And so it it may have one definition, but when you put it out there on the internet, it turns into 30. And, uh, and, and so depending on who you talk to, they'll use it every day, literally. And, and, and you may or may not know what, what angle they're coming in at. But but yeah, I, I'm I, in a way, I'm glad that people are at least aware that they may or may not have things that trigger them. So they at least can say, you, you know, identify that that thing does trigger me. So, oh Lord, we already got somebody in the comments trying to start some stuff. Uh oh, uh, we got some triggering going on down there. In the <laughs> so Tony said we started it. <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord. <laughs> I mean, he said he's going to be right tonight. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. He's going to be antagonistic. Right. I mean, well, I mean, the, the terminology of triggering, I mean, that literally just means to start. You know, that was the signal that was given, you know, most of the time with shots of fire to start, you know, whatever journey or whatever you were going down. And that's what happens. A lot of times people, you know, they have that little thing that triggers, quote unquote, them. And then they go on this whole like tangent and, you know, they they get to this point where, you know, they are. You know, they take all of the things that they have bottled up and it's almost like once they're triggered, it's a it's the go time for them to let all of those things out. And we we see that so much today that it's become commonplace. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, now certain buzzwords you can't even use because if you use it, you know, all of a sudden you go open the floodgates floodgates and here comes, you know, 50 comments about mm-hmm. what you just said. And it could be something just as simple as a, a particular word or referencing a particular event. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lack of understanding when it comes to being able to open that dam and let all of your emotions out. Right. 
Right. So for me, I was doing some some research the other night and it seems to be that the word trigger started where, like, like Derek said, with therapist for people who are suffering from PTSD, because if they've gone through something major and traumatic, any little thing that remind them of that event will take them right back like they're reliving it all over again. And so that's where they got the word trigger from. It's like, pew, and then that person is right back there where they were when that event happened. And so, you know, when it went to mainstream and we just started using it casually, I feel like sometimes we can take something that's kind of serious and then make light of it. And then it starts to lose its impact when you hear it over and over again. For example, remember when we started using the saying, we're going to go postal mm-hmm. yeah. to, 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 to signify you're going to go to your job and you're going to go off or you're going to you know, shoot up a bunch of people when that originated from a real event that happened and somebody yeah. really went crazy and killed mm-hmm. a lot of people at their job. And so we took something that was really tragic and really serious and we started using it, you know, as a buzzword, as a slang term, and then it lost its impact. Yeah. And I I do want to add on to that too, that, that, that's generally what dilutes the, the, the whole meaning of, of the word trigger is, is when we, when we don't have this trigger, but we hijack somebody else's trigger and try to make it our own, like like it like it's something that that actually triggered us, like the these things that offend people, right? You may not be offended, but you see somebody else offending, you'd be like, oh yeah, now I'm offended too, and it's like, wait, hold on, you was good for a minute, what happened? And and it's like going postal, so now <laughs> somebody could be at work and say, yeah, if that boss come in here, I'm gonna go post. Hold on, man, that. That's not you. You you just you right. heard that on TV. Like what, that's not a real so. So I think in in this in a sense, when you look at it like that, it it's kind of dangerous because now in a way, because there's there's some there's some positive things that come out of this too. Sometimes like movements will start, but the the even more dangerous thing is if it's something really serious and it's not really your that's not really coming from you. And then you acting stuff out because you saw somebody else do it. Then it's like, come on, like what are right. you doing? Right. And then in in like in in social media, it starts to become a thing where it's cool. Yep. You, you triggered me. That triggered me. And it's like just because somebody says something that pissed you off or offended you, that doesn't. That's not a trigger. So yeah. we have to be careful with not letting people come and just take the word over and and take away what it really means and the significance of it. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think some people actually use it as a badge of honor, which is which is a sad part. Like if there's something that they they, they want to identify with. And we saw this a lot with the George Floyd incident where mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who came out and said they were they were triggered but they were literally it became a thing where it became almost a buzzword oh i was triggered by this i was triggered by this 
And and they were using it to get like points, quote unquote, from people, you know, mm -hmm. like the social justice warriors that were, you know, trying to make themselves look like they were. I mean, you had people who had no type of identification with the community or with anything that was going on. I knew people who used the terminology and they never even saw the video. And, mm -hmm. but it was, it was something they could say to be part of the tribe that was going through the issues that they were going through. Yeah. It's the popular thing to do right the now. The popular thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Trending. Right. <laughs> Okay, let's let's see. We got some comments in here. We got Love Tucker. People also use the word as a means to shut down a conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, that's that's a good point. Sometimes people will say that triggered me so you can stop talking about something or they just want to shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times people can use it as manipulation or um, I think some people can use it as that triggers me. So don't do that, you know, in order to make people walk on eggshells around them or don't say certain things around them or don't do certain things around them. Yeah. And, and also if you're advertising the things that trigger you, be careful the ears that it falls upon. Cause some people can try to use that yeah. against you. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's sad that people can use that word to to shy away from difficult conversations that need to be had. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they it's almost like kicking the can down the road. You know, saying, "Okay, I'm triggered by it," and and don't get me wrong, some people are triggered by certain things that happen in conversation, but some conversations still need to be had, and yeah. it's those that manipulate the word or the phrasing just to keep from having those difficult conversations that. Are the, the the problem? Yeah, right. And I think also too, a lot of people kind of don't they overlook the fact that a lot of the things that trigger you can be, um, they won't necessarily disappear, but you can manage them better. Um, and that in in seeking out the why, um, is huge. But a lot of people like it's it's almost just like when somebody be like, "Well, I'm crazy. You just gonna have to deal with it." And it's like, you don't have to be crazy. Like you, no. you don't have to be. Sometimes triggers come from trauma and things like that. But, but you also have to also look at, too, depending on what it is, that's how you're going to show up in certain situations. And a lot of times it's not good. Like, you, like, these, the, like these dudes, they walk past you on the street. You look at them a certain way. They think you're going to do something. And there's no evidence that you're going to do something. It's like they, they ready to jump. And it's like, yeah. hold on, man. Like right. you, so yeah. So I'm gonna I'm land my I'm lay my plane here. <laughs> right, and that's that's the danger of it too. Is that when it becomes popularized, we will stick in it because, especially in like a therapeutic setting, once you identify the things that trigger you, that's half of the work. Right. The second half is working on those things that trigger you so that they don't trigger you anymore or that the intensity is yeah. lessened to where, you know, last year, if somebody said a certain thing to me, it probably would have set me off. But this year they can say that same thing to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm cool. 
Right, you know? right. That, that don't bother me no more. Exactly. Yeah. They just put like, like, oh, good. I'm sorry, Gator. No, I was like, again, that's the whole scenario about kicking the can down the road. You know, I mean, they're, you know, using, you know, hiding behind that word so that they can heal. So that next year around this time, they can have that healing, you know, that they need from that particular issue or that particular situation. They'll just continue to kick that thing down the road. And next thing you know, next year, the year after that, they're still triggered by that incident or, you know, by the, the wording of, mm-hmm. of what they're being, encou- you know, forced to encounter. Mm-hmm. And I, I just also wanted to say too, like, and we also have to be careful. Like, it's certain certain reactions that we have to triggers, and those ones that 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 kind of make you like angry or even get you to the point of rage, like like that. Those mm-hmm. are the ones you gotta you gotta be careful, especially when you're out in public dealing with people. And 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 this is the thing about triggers: the if it's a human being that triggers you, but they don't know you. They don't know that that's your trigger, and then you just pop off and you start mm-hmm. going going crazy, want to beat somebody up because they did something that triggered you. And and we have to realize that there's some people that maliciously because they know that's your trigger, especially like mm-hmm. we're in relationships. They know we always say you know what buttons to push. Right. Some people will do it on purpose, but a lot of people don't even realize that that's your trigger until they, until they see the reaction, and then it's like, whoa, wait. <laughs> What did I do? So yeah. yeah, yeah. Your triggers can become your puppet strings. Yep. Yeah. You know, if I want to get this type of reaction out of her, I know to do this or I know to do that. And so there's so much value in identifying what they are and then fervently working on them so that yeah. those things don't trigger you anymore and you're at a place of peace. And I know for me personally. I used to I used to avoid certain people or avoid certain situations because I knew those were triggers for me, but that wasn't helping me. Avoiding those things, I wasn't doing the active work on them. You know, I wasn't getting any better because I can only avoid something for so long until I get into a situation that's unavoidable or unexpected. That trigger still hasn't been dealt with. It still hasn't been healed. So in some form or fashion, it's going to come out if I don't do the work on it. Yep. Yeah. I was just thinking about people people that have road rage. Like if somebody mm-hmm. cuts you off and then it's something that some people, it's something that snap and they be ready mm-hmm. to yeah. follow you home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Going all through the, through the traffic and trying to find you. And I'm like, so what happens when you catch them? Like you, like the outcome could be a bunch of things and some Ooh. of them may not, may not be in your favor, but it's like, it's like a switch that goes off in people. And that, and I don't know, like road rage. I don't know. Like when people get to that point where they chasing somebody, I don't know what could have caused that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of things, but. And during the time that you're chasing them, is there never a point where you realize I need to I need to stop because I don't know what might happen once I do catch them. They might be triggered, too. Yeah. Or they might already the have their finger on the trigger when That's I get right. So right. Please, right. <laughs> please don't let your triggers get you killed. 
Right, yeah. exactly. I used to fuss at my play sister Taisha. She's a fan of dope discussion. So hey Taisha, how you doing? Uh <laughs> but she she know I'm gonna tell on her. Um she used to be have road rage really bad to the point to where she would somebody get cut off the traffic, she would follow that person. Yeah. Mm-mm. And 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 literally one day she pulled in behind this lady and there were like three police cars waiting on her because the lady had called the police and was like, this lady's behind me. I don't know what she's going to do. So, yeah, I mean, it ain't worth the uh, <laughs> the drama yeah. and the stress. Yeah, we me and my me and my girlfriends had a similar situation like that. I think it was maybe Labor Day. It was one of those holidays and we were on our way to Walmart to buy stuff for a barbecue. And when we pulled into the parking lot, um, this this white girl and white guy were in a car and we were we were trying to cross at the same time. So my friend, she had this little what was those Jeeps back then? It was a uh, I can't forget. I can't remember the name of this little Jeep. So she she jutted off in front of them Mm. and the girl hollered out of her window and said, you black B. Oh, what she do that for? Trigger word. <laughs> yes. Right, right. So when she right. said that, we skirt, we skidded around and we we chased her through the parking lot, and we had we had just came out of the out of the store. We had all the stuff we were gonna use for the um for the barbecue. We had one of those big, what is it, twenty four cases of eggs. We emptied all of those. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Then when we ran out of eggs, we started throwing um soda cans. Damn! Oh, no. Soda cans, <laughs> soda cans hurt. Uh huh. Like <laughs> eggs might be, be a little messy. <laughs> soda right. cans because were they empty soda cans? <laughs> and some no. Oh, see that's that's even worse. What they what we were gonna throw empty ones for? <laughs> you slinging cold drinks at folks. They could break windows. <laughs> right. We wasn't kidding. We was mad. We was mad. So some kind of way she must have gotten the uh license plate number. So when we made it back to our friend's house a few minutes later, the police showed up and Ooh. was asking us mm. what ladies, what happened at Walmart today? Ain't nothing that happened at Walmart. <laughs> so he just gave us a warning and um we went on with our day, but yeah, triggered. So last last week we were introduced to ghost Erica. This week we were introduced to hood Erica. <laughs> <laughs> so no that was that way was... back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it it's it's amazing how how like a, a single word could just flip a switch. Pew. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Like I, I don't wanna I, I don't know why this came to my mind, but you know the the other white meat folks, the women, it's the C word that will send them mm-hmm. over the edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm yeah. not gonna say it on the air. They go crazy. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. When I first heard that word, I was like, what they so mad about? What even right. what is but, that? But I mean, they get, I mean, you talk about a triggering word. <laughs> you can you can call them everything but a child of God. But if you call them that one word, it's over. 
It's over. Yeah, I was like, well, let me go look up this word and see what it means because it makes them mad. And see, mm-hmm. this what I learned about about myself over time because I had to learn how to keep myself from going to to rage, mm-hmm. like upset, frustrated. I can live there for a minute, but right, I had to tell myself this is what I have to tell myself every time. If I allow any human being to get me to rage, that means they have more control over me than I. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to keep telling myself that, and. So a lot of times my reaction may not be unless you know you mess with my kid or my family, then it's something, then then you know whatever. But yeah. at, you on the phone with some a customer service, they might make you mad. But come on, like these people be going like ballistic, and I'm like, hold on, man, mm-hmm. bring it down. We mm-hmm. we allow people to get us to these points where we damn near stroke out because mm-hmm. we're so rageful about it. And I and I told I made a vow with myself that I would not allow. A human being to get me there because then they they controlling my actions and then what comes after that you just never know like you black out I'm not right. trying to, I'm not trying to be there man I can't I can't allow myself to be there yeah exactly man that's this- why I, I limit my time on social media because you know you can get wrapped up in that and you will be pissed off all day long from the different things that people say that they just don't care who it affects and who they hurt. And then a lot of people, right. are, are they actually doing that on purpose because they're so miserable and hurt. They want to transfer that off of themselves yeah. and put it on somebody else. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and there's millions of people out there, out there, like we said, trigger happy. They waiting for you to say something crazy because yeah. yeah. they, they ready to argue. Right. That, and that's that's one of the things, you know, when you when you deal with in customer service, you get that a lot. And one of the things I used to handle escalations and it's really all about de-escalation and de-escalation starts with yourself. And de-escalation is, you know, literally taking things that might trigger you and saying, why is it triggering me? Should it even trigger me? I'm not going to let this trigger me. I'm just going to be because this person, most times when you're dealing with somebody like that, this is somebody you don't even know. They're not right in front of you. They're not, you know, and this is what bothers me about the the whole triggering thing online, because a lot of times people get triggered by things they see online. And these are people you don't know. You can literally turn away from the computer. You can turn away from, you know, seeing these things. But Mm -hmm. when we see certain things, we want to jump right back into it. We want to jump in the chat and start talking about these things with people because we feel some type of way, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I've done that several times and I had to catch myself like, wait. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially when, when old boy was president last time and all of those people started coming out. Them comments oh. had me, had me mm. on fire. Yes, yes. I just, you know, my unfollow button became real, real popular. Yeah, yeah. Unfollow, block unfollow. Block, block, block. Block them. You know, block em. I just, I had to develop this mantra for myself. It's don't take anything personal from somebody you don't know personally. Yeah, right. Bingo. It's the easiest and the hardest thing to do sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially when people make blanket statements and generalizations and yeah. say, you know, yeah. a whole group of people, all of y'all are like this, all yeah. of y'all do that. Right. That type of stuff yeah. is 
My trigger word is never. You tell me that I never mm-hmm. did something, I go <laughs> in my mind. I'm like, wait, so like my whole life? Or are you just talking about today? Because right. <laughs> they do. They did that to me at work a couple of times, and I'm like, hold on, I've been here 21 years. I never did the job right. Don't, <laughs> don't say that in front of people. It's a problem. It was a pro- You can see me getting in there, getting in there. It's a problem. <laughs> like, don't t- that word right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Unless it's actually true. Which it isn't most of the time because that some people will get to the point and you do stuff and then there'll be that one time you forget it or you do it wrong and they be like you don't never oh, that for me right. be red I can't. right you don't never oh you always do this yeah I can't that I know it sounds trivial but that thing right there something as small as that I, for I real have to be like wait <laughs> that'll be it right there don't you satellite my name. <laughs> Don't, don't you satellite my name? You are here satellizing and sabotaging my name, <laughs> right? You know, I don't like being called a lie. You know what I'm saying? Because that that in itself is like it's almost like Derek when you and never when you say, "Oh, I don't," I think you're lying about. Oh no, wait a minute, hold up, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it is a completely different gear it goes into at that point. Ooh, one of my big things is a person who knows everything mm, yeah yeah they know something about everything i was working at this mattress store some years ago and this girl she she had new she got newly hired she had worked at another mattress store before so when she came in she was like oh i don't even need to go through this training i already know you know this job and it's not going to take me long before I'm a manager, you know? And so I'm, I'm supposed to be training her. She's standing over my back telling me what I should be doing. And I should do it this way. Cause this way is better. I was like, I looked over my shoulder. I said, y'all better get her away from me. <laughs> Cause a person who can't live, who can't listen and learn from somebody else I can't be around them because I will go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this um this topic is is like like we're laughing and 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 looking at these mm-hmm. examples, but there's a lot of instances where people really need to get some real help. Um, yeah, I want to try. I want to, if I may, pivot it a little bit back there because I think even when you talk about PTSD, right? And I mm-hmm. did some shows about this a while ago, just on relationships and stuff. Like we always think about military, but right. there's so many things in our lives that we have post trauma from. Whether you broke up from somebody or something, you fa- and we and we deal with that stuff, and that's how we show up. We think we hiding it, but it's really like it shows up in your relationships. It shows up at work, and we don't even realize that it's something that's happening. It, to know where, like we talked about earlier, to figure out the why. Like, why am I reacting this way towards this woman or this guy? And I just met them. Mm-hmm. All he did was look at his phone for two seconds while we was eating dinner. And now I'm, I'm want to, you know, block him from everything. And it's like, hold on, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the last dude. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And that specific incidents right there. I had an epiphany, maybe like. After two weeks of avoiding her and every time she was in the building, I would make sure I was on the opposite side of the building. And after doing that, I thought to myself one night, I was like, 
why am I avoiding this girl? Mm-hmm. You know, what? what is it about her that I'm so afraid of that she's going to take me out of my character? So that means that she has power over me if she can make me react in a way that I don't want to. And then I thought about how I had prayed to God for growth. And I was like, I prayed to God to help me grow and understand myself better. And then he gave me a situation where I could grow from and, and get better at a certain thing. And I ran from it. Yeah. So that's when I, you know, started saying, you know, I'm not going to run from this girl no more. I'm going to talk to her. I'm not going to avoid her. And if she does something that get on my nerves, I'm going to learn how to not let it get to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I just want to interject a little bit. It we have to be mindful of how we show up and we also have to be self-aware of ourselves, right? Like if we know that we're reacting or doing something that's not not that's not a part of like who we are, that's that's your that's your 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 moment where you're like, wait, why am I doing this? It's so difficult to see yourself right. in that way. But if you get to a point where you can do that, then then you then you grow from that. Like it, like you when you show up, like I'll give you an, I'll give you an example because you know Derek got stories. Um, so like when I was in a relationship where I thought I was doing everything, and then that person basically just kind of spit on it. It was like yeah, whatever that yeah you doing all that, but it don't matter. The next relationship I was in, I didn't do it at mm-hmm. all. And the person I was with was like, Derek, why aren't you doing like this basic stuff? Because my trigger, this is the this here's the here's the big nugget that I'm gonna tell you. Sometimes the trigger isn't a thing they do, sometimes it's just the fact that it's a woman <laughs> or a man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they're going to catch it all because of something else. And the trigger is is the fact that you're dealing with another human being that just happens to be a gender. It, mm-hmm. it goes that broad. And, and we do that. And, and and we take it out on them. Mm-hmm. Right? Y'all know I'm the master of that. Take when you, when you take it out on the other person, number one, it's not fair to them. And it's not fair to you because you're showing up and you're not your yourself. We got to look at uh, am I acting out of character? And I got to check yeah. it. Sometimes you got to get help for it, but we got to check yeah. ourselves too. Right. Yes. Right. That's really important. Actually, I think Love actually said that um, earlier where she said, you know, triggers are often the things that we sweep under the rug and don't address. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's a really big thing, you know, is to make sure that you are identifying, self-identifying your own triggers. And, you know, trying to actively find solutions for those things that you find that are triggering. Uh, but one of the other things that I, that I know I've encountered before and I've seen this happen, if you know you're not healed from a particular thing, if you know certain things are going to trigger you, it might be best to not engage those things that are going to be triggering you. For example, we talked about, as, as uh, was said earlier, the tangerine terror. Uh, <laughs> earlier, there were a lot of people who knew that if they got on this in this chat 
or if they got online and were on, you know, following certain posts that they were going to be triggered by something that was going to be said. They knew if they were sitting there watching Fox News, they was going to be triggered by something that Tucker Carlson said or they was going to have something to say. But they consistently exposed themselves <laughs> to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They call it, it trauma almost, porn. Trauma right, porn. Right, exactly. Yeah. It was almost like it was a it was something that they wanted that trauma. They wanted, you know, to you know, to release all of that that energy. That's not always healthy, especially nah. when it's stuff that's more personal. Right. And the thing about that is we have to be able to separate the things that we have the power to change and the things that are out of our power. Right. People's other people's opinions and beliefs and perspectives. That's outside of our realm of control. We can't control what other people think, how they feel, what they say. So we don't need to be getting triggered by those things because we can't change those things. We can only change the things that, that are controlled within us. And so when you be able to separate those things and realize this is something within me that needs to be healed, that needs to be worked on, then I can work on that. But what other people do, that ain't none of my business. Right. And, And if people are saying something that's negative, that's going to make me have a negative reaction, mm -mm, block, unfollow. You're not in my newsfeed no more. Right, right. And we really... it, it's not going to change anything. I mean, it's not. I mean, I I can't change their minds. So what am I an, engaging for? Right. We got to start making it a point to start detoxifying our social media feeds. Yeah. You know, when it comes yeah. to like Facebook and I mean, even when you see people who have opinions that are not necessarily supported by you, it's all right to, to not see that. It's okay mm-hmm. to you know, not be triggered to not have to consistently put that in front of you. Some things are not good for you. You know, if I'm sitting there and I'm following, I bring up Fox News, for example, or OAN or one of them. If I'm following these particular news organizations that I know that every time I see a post from them, I'm upset. I'm mad. I'm huffing and puffing. (laughs) Maybe I don't need to follow them. Maybe I need to clean that get that out of my life make my feed which is your feed a place of peace nobody's making you follow a certain person nobody is making you have to read a certain post right yeah and that that um when you say peace right this is this is um something that i had to learn um even just in recent years how important your peace of mind your mental clarity I know we got a lot of things going on, but if you make that important to you, then yeah. a lot of this stuff, you'll realize that it's not giving you that. And then you're like, like Erica, right? Let's use Erica for an example. I don't know when you started, but you was like, I'm getting off of Facebook. Mm-hmm. I need to focus. This stuff is a distraction. And you literally took the action. Because a lot of us yeah. say that, right? And we're like, we say, oh, I, I give up on drinking and then we'd be at the bar next week. Erica <laughs> right. actually did that, right? And then I want to say like within a couple of days, she was like, I'm glad I did it because mm-hmm. I really don't miss it. And I'm really focusing on what I need to do. And I was like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. if we know that something is causing us to behave away or think away or be distracted, 
if we know, first of all, you have to know what that peace feels like. If you don't know mm-hmm. what it feels like, then the chaos feels like like yeah. you're chilling. But once you get to a place where you can detach and really get to know yourself and like what that feels like, then you're always going to want it at some point. And you're going to mm-hmm. realize when it when you don't have it and you can be like, wait. And sometimes it takes it like in, in this era that we're in, getting off of social media is a drastic action. Some of us need it, right? So Ooh, when yeah. you say, I'm getting off of this, that's a huge step. So I commend you, Erica, for doing that. I know a lot of people do it. Oh, yeah. I, I probably need to do it too, but yeah. Thank you. And I realized it, it's an addiction like any other addiction. I was addicted to it. And then I was tested a couple of days ago because I got a message from um, one of my Facebook friends. And she was like, I know you're taking a break. And I know... Um, you know, you said you didn't know when you were going to be coming back, but I'm waiting for you to come back with a boom. And I was like, you know, that that old. That old inclination came back to me because that was the reason why I was so addicted to it, because I felt like people were uh, depending on me to right. put out inspirational messages. And if I didn't put something out, I felt bad. I was like, because people are waiting for it. They're asking yeah. me for it. They're depending on it. And I don't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. And so that was causing me anxiety and stress, even on some of the days when I didn't have anything inspirational to say, <laughs> I would I would try to find something to make up something to give the people what they wanted. I was putting a, uh, putting an obligation on me that I really didn't have to do. And so when she inboxed me that day, that kind of brought me back to that. And I was like, no, nope, no, nope. I've been feeling too good off of it. I'm not going to let nobody pull me back in there. Right, right, right. And, and that's when, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a bad situation when, you know, a tool that you had been using literally to inspire others became something that was kind of crushing. Mm-hmm. You know, it was crushing you that you weren't inspiring others, but it was like, you know, you know, when you see situations like that, it's almost like, what, what do you do? Well, you mm-hmm. did the right thing. It's like, look, let me step away <laughs> and get myself together. Cause at the end of the day, you can't inspire nobody. If you're not feeling inspired, if you're, yeah. if, Oh, I got to inspire this person. So I feel crushed as I'm trying to inspire this person, then you're not being the example that you are, literally right. setting out to be right. in that scenario that yeah. old that old people pleasing demon was coming back yeah. or actually it had morphed into something else because when i'm when i'm inspiring people on social media but i'm neglecting myself that's mm-hmm. still another form of people pleasing yep yeah because i'm putting them before myself Exactly. I'm gonna say this real quick. <laughs> I feel your pain on that one. And, and it, here's the thing, right? This is what, and I talked about this a few times, but this is what a lot of people don't realize about the work we do as coaches, people who are therapists, and in these healing type of um, things that we choose to do when we inspire people and we mm-hmm. teach people and we coach people. And there's a certain, there's a certain, um, there's a huge part of you that has to empathize with people and. And almost, you know, you have to be a people, somewhat of a people pleaser just to be able to grow your audience. And what people don't realize is, is that while you're doing that so often that it takes parts of you that you have to recharge. And if you don't take that time to recharge, you burn out. 
and then you're no help to anyone. So to Erica's point, you do have to, you know, from time to time, you have to detach from it in order for you to be that inspirational person that, that a lot of people need to see. You need to put yourself, I, I, I'm, I'm the, the pot calling the kettle black, putting yourself <laughs> on that priority list at the top of that thing. Cause we can't, this is something that I, that I've had to, to come to grips with cause I'm the super people pleaser. You really have to realize that if you go down, then all that stuff you're doing crumbles below. Like you got it. You have to put yourself there. And I know Alicia's watching and that she's like, yeah, you need to listen to yourself, mm -hmm. but I'm working. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, this, this, what we do, um, and even, and even with you being on here Gator every week, it, when we have these conversations, people need to realize that as much as we inspire and teach and coach, that we need to to recharge too. So that's I just wanted to land there. Yeah, it's yeah, important. Definitely. I feel like coaches need to be coached. Therapists need therapy. Mm -hmm. Pastors need a pastor. Leaders need to be led. Everybody needs somebody to pour back into them while they're pouring out what they're giving to people. You always got to get recharged in some way. So it's got to be. Oh, yeah. That's why it's so important at this point in my life that I have reciprocal uh, relationships. Like you said the other night, yeah. I've spent so much of my life having one sided relationships. Mm. And it really wasn't the other person's fault because I set it up that way yeah. because yeah. of my people pleasing tendencies. And then I would get resentful at that person, but I set them up to be that way. Yeah. So at this point in my life, I'm making sure that my relationships are reciprocal. And when I see that I'm not getting back what I'm putting in, I back away. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So y'all got anything y'all want to close us out with before we wrap it up? <laughs> Well, I think I think Miss um, McKinney says it best. I mean, a lot of this goes back, even going to the triggering topic. A lot of this kind of comes back to like self care. There's not enough people who are worried about self. Many times they're worried about what everybody else got going on and mm -hmm. ourselves. Sometimes we're so worried about what is going on around us and surrounding us that we're not looking enough inward to figure out why certain things are triggering us, you know, mm -hmm. and what we're seeing in our little microcosm in ourselves, remember that there's 7 billion people who are doing the same exact thing. And I think, you know, it's important that we do stress to people the way to kind of get out of a trigger happy society is to make sure that people are taking care of themselves and are looking inward to try to heal from things that might be triggering mm -hmm. and also not participating in what Derek was calling trauma porn, <laughs> getting away from those things that are triggering. There are people who watch CNN literally because they know it's going to make them mad. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so they want to be angry. They want to be aggressive. They got people who sat there and watched little Nas X videos. I know a girl now who is so upset about that. But she sits there, she's watched. I know I've watched the video 10 times and it just gets more disgusting every time. Why are you watching? Why are you watching that? I refuse Why are you to continuing watch to, you know, watch these things that are making you feel this way? That yeah. in itself is an issue. Yeah. I don't know. Some people are a glutton for punishment. 
or they feel like if if I can't feel angry, I, I mean, I need to feel something. They got to make yeah. themselves feel something. But that's that's a that's a feeling I don't want to enforce on myself. Anger, bitterness. Mm-mm. Yeah. And 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 um, and I'll, I'll um, my I guess my closing um, statements would be. Especially because because uh, me and Erica was talking about this earlier about how how your mental state affects you physically if you know you're that person that gets angry all the time there's gonna come a point in your life where you're gonna get to a certain age and it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be nice and, yeah. and i don't wish that on anybody but that walking around with that stuff carrying that anger and that rage it doesn't it, it's not healthy to you or the environment meaning your kids your family your job mm-hmm. all of that stuff gets affected by that um and also the other point i wanted to make too was triggers having triggers is a human thing it's how you deal with them that determines whether you grow from it or not um because i always have to tell my daughter when she gets mad i'm like you're you're allowed to be mad Mm -hmm. but how you behave once you get there determines what's going to happen next (laughs) right you can be mad i give you permission to be upset because you're human (laughs) But after that, we got to figure out how to ma- how to how to manage the the behavior that comes behind the anger, and and that's really like you know it takes some of us longer to learn these things than others, and some people don't. But I'm telling you, your life will be more fruitful if you learn how to manage yourself during these situations better. And sometimes you can't figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something really. You may need to go sit with a therapist and figure out like why am I going so just crazy over this thing that this person does and i don't know where it comes from matter of fact here's a here's a real quick example um before we get off of here i and i told this story a couple times i don't even know who showed but i i had a, a woman on my show that was an actual therapist right and she um she's married and every now and then i always talk about taking the trash out her husband would forget to take the trash out and she would go ballistic at him about the trash <laughs> and she eventually got to a point where she had to really sit with herself and say, am I really mad about the trash? Why is the trash triggering me? Why is Mm -hmm. it making me go to 10 when I probably should be at two like that? And she was like, is it really the trash? Like, this is a great man. He does everything he's supposed to do. But that right there, I I go in on him about it. And I was like, we have to really look at how we react to things and figure mm-hmm. we, once again, she could be upset that he don't take it out, but it's what you do after. Yes. That's what you need to control. And so I just wanted to put that in there because we, I think a lot of us do it and whatever that was probably came from somewhere in her past. And now he catching it. We right. got to look at how we treat people. We got to look at these things that trigger us and really manage it better because managing it better has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you. Right. Right. And we have oh. to realize if we can come to the table and tell people what what our triggers are and what bothers us. Yeah. But they're not obligated to deal with it just yeah. because you're putting it out there. Right. You know, I can come to you and say, you know, I get pissed off when you don't come home by 11 p.m. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you have to be at home at 1059 every night 
just because Erica's going to go off mm-hmm. if I'm not home by 11. That's something yeah. that you choose to deal with or not. Yeah. And a, and a lot of times, too, real quick, sometimes, especially when it's when it's when you're dealing with triggers that happen and it's um, attached to someone you really care about. One of the most underrated things is just is just letting them know, like, this affects me. And then allow mm-hmm. that person to say, oh, man, that. Oh, this came from when you was little. Oh, OK. Now I, I may not be able to stop it, but I, at least I know, like, I might have to kind of manage things better because I know now how it affects you. If you never had that conversation, what motivation do they have to stop or to, or to at least yeah. consider? And then it just and then what happens over time, you're pissed off goes from zero to 5,000 over, mm-hmm. you know, six months. And then that other, now, now you got a relationship that probably won't last because of that thing right. that you didn't, that one little thing. So. Exactly. Right, right, right. Right. Oh, yeah. So before like we it. get out of here, um, Derek, you got anything you want to plug? What, anything you got coming got up? Plug. I always have <laughs> stuff to plug. So um, tomorrow night, the Real Shop Talk, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to www.realshoptalk.net. Five men, no agendas. We're just talking. Actually, tomorrow's a special night because we have late love tuckers on the show tomorrow. We it's ladies' night. Once Yay. a month, we do ladies' night. We bring ladies on the show and we talk it. We talk about issues that that plague men and women, and we have a dialogue about it. And tomorrow we're talking about, um, you know, do you? Show up as a traditional or a modern woman in your relationship, ladies. What 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 gang you represent? <laughs> so, so we go we go talk about that and, and the nuances of it because this is something that in this modern age that we're in in twenty twenty one, it's people fight like literally having fights about should you be traditional or more modern or should you be a hybrid of the two. We're gonna get through all of that tomorrow and we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna talk it out, and um, and we always like to 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 champion these co- you know these conversations and bring ladies in because we don't want to have an echo chamber where it's just you know we don't always agree as gentlemen, but we definitely don't want to leave you guys out because y'all are part of the part of the community. This is how we build with each other. We can't leave y'all. We can't ever, never, ever leave you guys out. So that's Monday. Then Wednesday is the um is my podcast at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So just, you know, you can find me. I'm all over the place. Relationshipgumbo.info. Everything's there. Just just follow every follower. If you're not following Erica, follow Eric. Like, we we all family here. Follow everybody. Go in the yes. comments and follow everybody in the comments. Just follow, follow, follow. So yes. that's all I got. Yes. Well, me and Gator will be on Triumphant TV with Tony Watts next yeah, Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we will be there with Tashura Talks. And we're going to be chatting it up with Tony on Triumphant TV. So y'all go ahead and get ready for that. Set your reminders. We'll be over there with Tony next Friday. Looking forward to it. Most definitely. That's going to be a good time. That's definitely going to be a absolutely, good time. Absolutely. That's all family. See, y'all, y'all in the oh, yeah. comments. See how we rock with each other. I love it, man. (laughs) And thank y'all so much in the comments. I love you guys. We have formed a village and a family Mm -hmm. with everybody in the comments. We all support each other. And you, when you go to one of the shows, you're going to see all of us in those comments. 
So you'll be seeing familiar faces and the people in the comments, go ahead and um, connect with them, um, follow them, see what they are also doing because they're all awesome people. Also um, have great messages. They are very helpful because um, we can't do this by ourselves. Nope. We're trying to form, we're trying to form a village of like-minded people so we can, you know, pass this information on to the next generation. We don't want them to be lost and we don't want them to be trigger happy. Right, 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 right. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of trigger happy, I think I triggered some people. I triggered some cowboy fans. Uh, Cow girls. Cowgirls fans earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I apologize. No, I really don't apologize. I, <laughs> yes. I really don't. <laughs> well, thank y'all for tuning you in. You some bandwagon fans. You know, thirty-eight to three. Yeah, look, y'all can jump on. Y'all we, come we on good. over. We'll take y'all. We won't reject y'all. We'll take y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's see. Before we get out of here, yeah. So Shira laughing at you, Gator. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, look, look, who that? <laughs> Before we get out of here, who that? Who that? Who that? Who that saying to go beat them? Look. <laughs> I know you're not covering your ears, Derek. We are not a bad So I'm just laughing at all of y'all for real. <laughs> look, there's a reason this show comes on at 7:30. Because when we had it at 7 or well, 6. Central, that was too early because the Saints games was still on. So we started doing it at 7.30. 6.30. Oh, he's going to say the wheels are loose. We'll see how loose they wheels are. <laughs> Look, we all terrain vehicles over here. <laughs> they ain't loose. They climbing on up the mountain. Go ahead. Look, I got my hand out. My hand is stretched out. Come along. Good night, y'all. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>